The following is paid programming brought to you by WT Wealth Management. Nothing we discuss should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational purposes only. Please do your own research and speak to an investment advisor or financial planner before making any investment decisions. Welcome to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. I'm your host, Jeff Orvitz. And this week, Glenn and I will discuss investing as a small business owner, ESG funds, investing versus emotions. Plus, Glenn will share some new areas of investment interest uh, as we head into 2022. Glenn Least is a senior investment advisor with WT Wealth Management. And you can learn more about Glenn by going to WTWealthManagement.com or by calling 928-225-2474. All right, Glenn, let's start off this week talking to our small business owners that are listening right now and how they can maximize their business efforts through investing. What are some things a small business owner can do in terms of investing? The most common two that I see were, you know, when it comes to actually investing that a business owner can do, the first one is going to be make sure your retirement plan or your 401k plan that you have set up is, is, is really benefiting you and your employees to the maximum amount. Um, most people don't know, most business owners don't know all the different layers of retirement plans. Um, you know, sometimes they'll set up a simple, sometimes they'll set up a SEP. Um, other times they do a full blown 401k plan. I, I tend to like the 401k plans the most because they tend to offer the business owners themselves the most capacity to put away more money. Plus, you know, offer some benefits to the employees and maybe like a productivity or a, Hey, you're doing a great job. So we're going to match you 3%. And those all come off as business costs. So, um, anytime you do set up a 401k plan or do offer benefits, that is a nice thing. Cause you can retain good productive employees, plus put some money in your pocket, reduce your personal taxes. And then, you know, maybe if you need to, if you've had a good year, maybe you need to reduce some of the corporate taxes. It's a great way to do that. And it's all, you know, going back to your employees or you as the owner. So those are great. That's one great option. And nowadays, it's hard for a lot of employers to get the employees. So you, yeah. there might be a lot of people calling you saying, how do I retain them? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and with it, those 401k plans, you can do like a profit sharing component that has a vesting schedule. So you can say, hey, uh, we're going to give you some extra bonus you know, contributions on top of, say, the 3% we normally do um, if the company is profitable. And then each year you stay with us, you're eligible to keep more and more of that profit sharing. So you know, most business owners, you know, their main job is, hey, if we have good people, that are working for us, you know, our business is going to be successful. That's the one thing I've learned in business is you, most businesses are people business. And if you've got the right people, you'll probably be successful in your industry. Um, and so taking care of people is important. So yeah, if you can have a benefit that you can take care of your own people, plus help you as a business owner, that seems like a win-win. And you told me regarding corporate accounts that most business owners, they don't even know that they may be able to open up that investment account in the name of the business and have the businesses work in capital, uh, you know, using that. Uh, tell us a little more about that concept. And then do you, do you help set that up? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have so you worked with those. Yeah. And, and this first dawned on me a couple of years back when I had a corporate account and I realized there was a lot of extra capital in there that I probably didn't need to need, need to use. And I didn't want to pay it to myself as a, as a salary. So I opened up a corporate account and, you know, I can keep the money still in the corporation, but if I want to, 
you know, I can actually have it working for me in a conservative or moderately structured fashion. So um, we talked about before in previous podcasts where, you know, having money in the bank, you know, is just a great way of going broke safely. I mean, it's really not keeping pace with inflation. So, you know, say you only need $50,000 of working capital for six months of um, your business, but you've got 250000 in the bank and you don't have any purchases on the way, um, you know, why not take some of those funds and, and invest them, you know, inside the corporation um, and have them working for you. Still liquid, still accessible at any point in time, but you know, that'd be sure great if you can make five or 10% of extra returns on those and still keep them somewhat liquid and accessible and keep them all into the corporate name. So that's something I, I've been doing a lot with more business owners. I just, I don't think most business owners even thought that they could do that. Um, and sometimes you do want to pay it to yourself as a salary and that's fine, but sometimes it makes sense to keep it inside the corporation. That's where those corporate investing accounts can really be a great addition to your, your, your small business or medium sized business. And again, Glenn, you said that you help work oh, yeah. all this because oh, yeah. this was like last week when we were talking about transferring from uh, other brokerage accounts. Sometimes it's daunting, especially for folks who are listening who are running a business. They're like, I don't, I don't know have time to, to sit on an hour. Yeah, the so, phone. yeah okay. no, absolutely. We do hundred percent of that. We do all that for them. Yeah. Make it very easy on them. Glenn, what are uh, ESG funds? Talk about that and, and tell us all about it. Environmental, social, and governance is what it stands for. And, and basically, um, what they're doing with these funds is they're basically um, say, so you're, say you're in an ESG fund, what they'll do is say it's the ESG S and P 500 fund, which is the top 500 companies in America. Um, they will assign, um, each of the companies. So say it's target, for example, say targets, the, the fund that is getting reviewed or the, the company, they'll give it a rating system of one to five stars of how they treat their employees, how they, you know, are impacting the environment, how they are governing themselves and, and, and those sorts of things. And then they'll spit out a score and the ESG funds will basically say, Hey, all companies that are three star and above will make it in. There are only four star and above average companies. Um, and if you have less than three stars, you're not even in the fund at all. Um, and so good examples is sometimes you can have companies that do very well in the environment and uh, the governance, but on the social side of things are not doing so great. Uh, Facebook is a good example where they can be stellar in some areas, but when you look at the social side of things, they tend to get dinged a little bit. But they're social media. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's not just social. It's, it's how it's impacting the society. And so, um, so the ESG funds are, are a nice thing. The, the the hard part with those is you you can tend to give up returns in exchange for that rating system. And we've seen the ESG funds at times underperform just a standard fund. So that is the trade off. Is is some people you know really that's important to them and they want the ESG funds. And we have ESG fund available you know through our firm. We we, we have a portfolio that just does that only. Um, you know we just have to be okay with being able to make that trade off at, at times. And as long as that's fine, then that's fine. Um, the other thing that's hard too, is, um, how do you define some of these, uh, you know, uh, what's right and wrong? Cause that's, you know, each person's a little bit different. You know, one person could be perfectly okay with Facebook and the other person could be absolutely against Facebook, you know? So you know, when you talk about ESG, you know, type investing, that can be a little bit tricky of how you define that. Um, and so even the, the systems that rate it can be, off at times, depending if you agree with the system or not. So, yeah. But Glenn, this seems to be getting more and more popular. Oh, you yeah. hear about this. So yeah. are all of, especially the bigger companies going to be going this route where they're, uh, you're investing this way or how do you see that playing out? Or is it I too early to tell? It, it is too early to tell. I, I always like choice, you know, so if you like the ESG funds and you want to do that, great. If you're not a big fan of it, that's fine too. Um, so where is the industry heading? Is all funds going to be ESG? 
I don't, I don't think so. I don't think that's necessarily a healthy thing either, you know, because then, you know, whatever's in at the time, you know, or what is this, whatever society says is important, you know, can, you know, really cause havoc on the business model. So say society says this particular concept is the most important thing in business, but it makes it so the business isn't profitable. It's like, you know, that becomes challenging. So as long as there's, there's choices, I'm perfectly fine with it, but having it take over everything, I don't think is necessarily a good idea either. We're talking with Glenn Least of WT Wealth Management. Call Glenn Least at 928-225-2474. There's no obligation. That's 928-225-2474. Visit Glenn by going to WTWealthManagement.com. Glenn, you and I have spent a lot of time over the past several weeks, really uh, several months, talking about investing versus emotions. So, so Glenn, how can an investor keep themselves on track and reduce their emotional response, especially during times of volatility and uncertainty? One thing we could do as investors is uh, try not to let the short-term noise, you know, get to us too much because there's a lot of short-term noise. I mean, you turn on the news and everything is bad, right? Everything's bad and, you know, things are awful and, you know, you name whatever particular crisis is happening, but long-term those tend to be, you know, blips on the radar. So one of the best things I tell my investors to do at times is don't check your account every day of every second, because that, you know, this is a long-term investment account. We're not, you know, investing for one day at a time, you know, we're investing for the long haul. So, you know, one way to take the emotions out of it is just realize you're human. And if you look at your account and it's, you know, it happens to be a bad day, like, you know, even recently we have had bad days turn to good days within the course of a couple hours. So you talk about an emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at your account, they've actually done studies that says the more often you check your investment account, the worse your performance is because it's human nature for us to want to try and do something to fix it or correct it. Like, Oh my gosh, I gotta, I gotta do something with my account. It's, I see, I see it's red today. I gotta make sure it's green. And, you know, having a, a person like myself or, you know, our team on, on board, you can really help take the emotions out of that and really have a steady, unbiased perspective to say, Hey, no, this is the game plan. We're long-term investors. We're not going to let short-term noise affect us and, and, and really make decisions that can be harmful to our, you know, our, you know, because that's something I've seen in the industry is where people, you know, they get a phone call from their, their neighbor or their friend or their banker saying the market's going to crash tonight at midnight. So they sell out of all their stocks and then the market's up another 10 or 15% over the next month or two. And they, you know, just cost themselves quite a few zeros. Um, and so that's, that's unfortunate. Whereas, um, if you have someone like us, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to stay the the course. And if you know, the markets are going to be up 80% of the time, you know, four out of every five years, why wouldn't you want to stay the course and, and, uh, you know, try and take the emotion out? What it's if hard. They, I wonder if they've done the study on, Hey, if you just never looked at the news and maybe you looked at it once a year and you see the big dip and then you see the big rise and you're like, well, it didn't really affect me because I, I wasn't looking. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So maybe they should do a study on how often you check the news versus yeah. your performance in your portfolio. I'm sure there's some sort of correlation there, but yeah, I mean, one thing I do notice with the news is that they are, and it's any news article or news organization you you look at that they, they want you to read their article or watch their podcast or their, you know, segment. So at times it can be a little bit more sensationalism instead of just, uh, you know, down to earth type of reporting. And I've seen that over the years. So that can be problematic on our own emotion cycles. We're talking with Glenn Least of WT Wealth Management. Call Glenn Least at 928-225-2474. There's no obligation. That's 928-225-2474. Or you can visit Glenn by going to WTWealthManagement.com. Glenn, 
Len, as, as we get closer to the new year, let's uh, get into this. Let's talk about some new areas of interest you're looking at, especially going into uh, 2022. Yeah, so a couple of changes we made to our portfolio recently, the first part of uh, December, which is just uh, recently, um, we added in some autonomous driving uh, exposure. We really see that as a growing industry. Um, there's a lot of growth potential still there. It's not perfected, obviously. You know, there's not, you know, autonomous driving big rigs everywhere, you know, but I think the technology is coming. There's a lot of stuff that probably could be automated um, that's more, you know, still human heavy, you know, right now, but maybe could be more automated. So we think the autonomous driving area has a lot of room to grow. I mean, even if you think about say Amazon, um, you know, they could, you know, make it so there's an autonomous Uber driver, you know, that pulls up to your house and pops the hatch and drops off the package, or maybe a drone flies in and drops yeah. off your front porch. So it's like those robots at NAU yeah, where they deliver yeah, the, the food. food. You and I have talked about that in the past. Yeah, and I, and I haven't tried one of those out. I've done the Uber Eats and the the Grubhub, and which is pretty great. But somebody f- is driving the car. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, you know, the autonomous driving is one area. What well, one um, one thing real quick because there's a shortage of truck drivers. Yep. Uh, I, last I had heard was eighty thousand. So I wonder Quite if few, yeah. I wonder if the situation forces the technology to possibly advance even quicker because of the need. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. And, and that's one of those industries that as of right now, uh, it's still probably better to have a human driver, but in the future, as they kind of work out the kinks of the autonomous driving, I mean, the computer doesn't, you know, get tired. It doesn't, you know, it's not, you know, it doesn't have emotions tied to us. It doesn't get upset when it gets a phone call from a, you know, significant other and it's not, you can't be intoxicated, you know, that sort of thing doesn't get angry. So you never saw 2001 though. And Hal takes over, but sorry. <laughs> I have seen that movie. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while. But. Um, have you driven in a, a self-driving? I, I've driven I in a um, Prius, uh, not a Prius, a um, uh, Tesla. And it yeah. is pretty amazing to see. You, you don't realize it till you get in there, the technology behind this stuff. Yeah, I was actually looking at a car the other week, and they had the self-parking feature. The the guy, the salesman, hit the button, and the car like parked on the spot. And I was thinking, that's pretty cool. Like, uh, you know, I don't know how much I'd use it, uh, but it's getting there. So autonomous driving is definitely an area that we think has some room to grow. Um, you know, the other area that we've been investing in recently is lithium um, and rare earth metals. Those are something that. Everywhere we look, lithium's everywhere, you know, in our batteries and our computer chips, you know, and especially as more and more electronic vehicles become more prevalent, you know, lithium's going to be a huge part of it. I mean, they're all lithium ion batteries. So we added that in there and we think that really has some tremendous growth potential. And then lastly, we, we kind of doubled up on some of our more solid plays. We added more exposure to Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, Square, uh, Walmart. Um, with the new variant, it's hard to see where this is heading. And even with rising inflation rates, it's kind of hard to see where that's going to take the market. But we know those those names are going to still be very solid and still have a lot of growth potential. In fact, even PayPal, they're, they're integrating cryptocurrency on there. So you can buy and sell cryptos. Um, just as seamlessly as the U.S. dollar, so it's it's getting pretty interesting. Yeah, interesting, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, we've so- talked a lot about cryptos in the past as well, and there there's so many thousands of them. Yeah, you know, right I now. just made my first crypto per- purchase. Uh, I was buying something online. They're like, if you use uh, Bitcoin, we'll give you an extra ten percent off. And I was like, okay. So I loaded some money up on my Coinbase account and then made the transfer, and it was really easy. I was really surprised. They really just make you scan like a barcode and it pulls up the the wallet destination and you can pay and boom, it was done. I saved an extra 10%. So, and is it fractional purchases of, can you do of, uh-huh. of different yeah. Yeah. cryptos? And yeah, yeah. Because I mean, Bitcoin is 
sometimes 50, 60,000. Yeah. Yeah. So you basically say, you know, the order was $400. You'd buy $400 with the Bitcoin in your, you know, Coinbase or PayPal or whatever. And then who, whatever your merchant is, you can then pay that way through the, the, you know, the Coinbase and, you know, and actually the merchants, it probably is a great idea for them too, because they're saving in costs and fees because, you know, uh, Visa and MasterCard and those kind of things, they charge, you know, three and 4% for credit card purchases. So, you know, if you can use uh, Bitcoin, it's faster and it's, you know, you can't, uh, the payment can't not go through. It can't be just rejected. Once it's gone through, it's gone through. Um, so there's a lot less risk for the, uh, the merchant. All right, Glenn, what would uh, one piece of investment advice be um, if you were to give to yourself like 15 years ago? <laughs> or uh, is there just one? <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a laundry list. Life advice too. <laughs> life advice, right? Um, it's the, <laughs> what would I tell myself 15 years ago? Um, you know, one thing would be just to get started is to maybe do your own research and educate yourself on investing because you know, we do live in America where it's a land of opportunity. And then if you're not, you know, taking advantage of what America has to offer and, you know, investing is one of them, you know, and what a great way to grow your money. Um, and so I definitely say invest in yourself in your own education and possibly hire someone, you know, hire someone if you're not, you know, completely sure of how to do things and you want someone to kind of walk you through, you know, hire an advisor. That could be something I wish I did 15, 20 years ago because they would have motivated me and helped me understand the things I didn't understand and get me started on a basic game plan where I'm saving, investing for myself. Um, Because if I was to do it completely on my own, you know, it'd be great if I could invest in my own, you know, education and, and, uh, you know, knowledge, but at the same time, you know, if you're new at something, it is kind of scary. So I'd also say, you know, educate yourself, but also look at maybe hiring someone. Um, cause I can really help you really kind of bridge that gap of education a lot quickly, especially if someone's been doing it 10 or 15 years and they can help put you in the right track. Cause you don't have to understand everything about, uh, good examples. You don't have to understand everything about electricity to know how, you know, Hey, if I flick on the light switch, this can make my life a lot easier. You don't have to know all the details of alternating current and decelerating current and all that, but you at least know, Hey, electricity works. And this is a great thing. Same with investing. You don't need to know all the details of everything, but if you hire someone that can at least kind of get you started in the right direction and help kind of educate you along the way, that, that would be something I would definitely do, uh, 15, 20 years ago. And one thing I will add that, um, when I was like 19 or 20, I tried to get a little bit of investing help and no one would talk to me because I didn't have have a lot of money. Yeah. 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 And that's one thing in my business that, you know, as I, you know, I'm 35 now, but you know, anyone that walks through my doors, if they want to get help with their investing, I will give them the time of the day to help them get started. Um, and, uh, no matter if it's 20 bucks a month or to 20,000 a month, I I will help them no matter where they're at. And so I do think that's something that makes us a little bit more unique than, you know, some of the other uh, competitors out there is we're, that's good. We're willing to help anyone no matter where they're at. Yeah. And people, not only is that the good thing to do, people remember that too. And you would hope that they're going to be investing for decades to come. So that's the other thing too. Yeah. If I I can, you know, start someone when they're young and get them started, you know, by the time they're 50 or 60, it's going to be, you know, great thing for them, but also a good thing for the advisor that invested in that person and help them get started. And, you know, yeah, in the beginning, maybe it wasn't a, a big account or big client, but it's the right thing to do, you know, and that's something that I've just brought to my practice. I want to help everyone that's wanting to invest and learn and, and save and be disciplined. I'm willing to help them. You know, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Glenn, uh, Abe, as a reminder, I mean, we've covered 
so much here, especially this past month and the past couple months. Uh, it's all up on WTWealthManagement.com because yep. uh, we've covered topics from autonomous driving to Bitcoin to um, we did Blockbuster video one time. I mean, yep. which I mean, we've covered so much. So uh, if you're looking for something to listen back on, you can go to WTWealthManagement.com and check that out and, and maybe enjoy that over the uh, over Christmas coming up. And yeah, you'll need to go to the team section and click on my pretty face to listen there you to go. it all. There you go. Yeah. Just click real hard. Um, <laughs> uh, plans for Chris, I, some family time. I hope everybody gets some family time yeah, coming up. Absolutely. And, uh, well wishes to everyone and everyone a, a happy new year as well. Um, and a lot of planning coming up 2022, just right there. Yeah. Coming up quick. All right. We'll talk with you soon. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Take care, Glenn. Yep. When you work with Glenn Least, his investment committee leverages over a century of combined experience to grow your money, not your fees. And they invest their personal savings the same exact way they invest your money. Call Glenn Lease for a complimentary consultation at 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. There's no obligation. Call him right now, 928-225-2474, or you can go to WTWealthManagement.com. All right, tune in next week at this same time for another edition of Intelligent Investing with Glenn Lease on 97.1 The Big Talker. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you soon. Will you be ready if stocks start to slide? Hi, Jeff Orvitz here. With the market feeling more volatile than ever, it's essential to consider the effect of the market volatility on your retirement savings. Glenn Least and the Investment Committee at WT Wealth Management draw from over a century of combined expertise. They've guided their clients through many market peaks and valleys. Glenn can help you better understand the difference between risk and volatility. Glenn helps you protect your portfolio from risk and avoid an emotional response to unexpected corrections. Glenn can help you focus on a disciplined investment approach, a reasonable withdrawal plan if you're in retirement, and other ways to ensure your portfolio is able to weather market volatility. Now is a great time for a year-end review of your finances. Whether you're years away or are currently in retirement, let Glenn show you how to properly structure your portfolio. Call Glenn for your complimentary consultation at 928-225-2474. There's no obligation. Just call Glenn at 225-2474.